When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone. It's Jen Duplessis, and welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And today, we have Kermit the Frog. Oh, no, wait, not really. Matt, I was reading your bio and it was all about Kermit the Frog. And I thought, oh gosh, that's who I have now. But no, <laughs> we don't. We have Matt Halloran and he is, he, like me, we're both podcasters of two podcasts, which is really exciting. The first is Be Your Own Loud, which I had the privilege of being on and Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I was looking at your bio and you had said you've been on over a thousand podcasts. I'm at 1267 right now. Ooh. Yeah, either on my own show or being on, you know, a guest on a show, 1267. So we are definitely going to have a really good time because we know what we're talking about. Just right? a little bit. Yeah. Kind, kind of. <laughs> right. So listen, for those of you that are listening today, I just want to say thanks again for listening in. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day. This is going to be a little bit of a different type of podcast than we've done in Success to Significance, although I do want to know about your story and how you Mm -hmm. broke through glass ceilings. But we are going to talk about podcasting. And I think it's really important for those that are listening because podcasting is still a big thing. It's not going to go away. We're having a blast with it. And there are people that are trying to make that shift and trying to transform and break through the glass ceiling of how do I put on a podcast? and. I think we can give them some advice, but I really want to hear from you, not from me on that. So let's talk about your glass ceilings. What got you into podcasting? Where were you before that you said, you know what, I'm done with whatever I was doing and now I'm going to try this thing. Well, I got behind the microphone the first time at 13 years old. Uh, oh, wow. I was Madman Matt Halloran. My high school had a radio station. And then I, so I did that all through high school. And then when I got out of the Navy and came back to go to college here in my hometown, I was on the radio station there. So being behind the microphone is something that I've always wanted, like as a career. And I remember sitting down, Jen, with my, I got off the radio for the first time and I ran into my advisor's office and I was like, her name's Chris Kirkpatrick. I said, Chris, this is exactly what I want to do for a living. And she said, yeah, you're going to have to find another job, dude, because there's, you're not, the industry's changing so much and all of that stuff. So I was like, okay, okay. So really the big shift happened is I was a professional coach and consultant in financial services for about eight years. 10 years. I got burned out. Yeah. Right. And so the big issue is people don't realize that in order to make any change, they have to figure out who they are as a human first, except now they don't have to like it, but they have to accept that first and then change can happen. But you can't just go to a Tony Robbins event or 
go here or go there and spend, you know, 20 minutes with somebody and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to make these huge life changes. It, it takes work. And I just found that there were very few people who wanted to do the work. So yeah. I met my business partner, Kirk Lowe, and he's like, let's just do a podcast. <laughs> That's how it all started. Like, okay. Uh, so now, how yeah. long ago was that when you started? So we, Kirk and I started five years ago. Okay. Uh, four, four and a half years ago. So we've published over 4,000 episodes for financial advisors and about 50,000 social media posts. This actually literally all I do. I have two jobs. We talked about this before. I'm either podcasting or I'm talking about podcasting. Right, That's like my right, whole existence. Right. And so, yeah, it was just one of those things where Kirk was like, nobody was doing it then, right? Which is hysterical. Mm -hmm. Well, especially um, in that space. Yeah. And really still, it's yeah, less yeah. than 1%. And really, if you look at experts in general, experts just don't podcast, Jen, and I don't get it. Yeah, I know. I found it too. Well, you know, I, I mean, I was grateful because my podcast will be, not this one, but the other one, Mortgage Lending Mastery, it will be eight years, January 1st Wow. that I've been doing that podcast and then two years coming up next year for this one. And I was fortunate because I used it as a tool in my financial services business that I had, you know, mm -hmm. in mortgage lending, I used it as yep. a tool to get me expansion. And quite frankly, if I didn't have that podcast, I would just be a retired loan officer. Sure. Right. So it really accelerated my business. So, okay. So you guys said, okay, well, let's just kind of give this a whirl. Tell me about like, walk us through this. I want to hear, because I have a story too on this, but I want to hear about your first podcast. Oh, so it was terrible. What kind of, what oh. kind of microphone? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all that stuff, because people get so wrapped up in, I got to have all this fancy, yeah. fancy stuff, and you really don't. It's You need a mouth. That's correct. So we made all every mistake you could possibly make with podcasting, and the first episode was abysmal. We used, I think I actually just used my computer's microphone, so my webcam and computer, we recorded it on Skype. Our total budget for it, including post-production, which I did, so I did the intro and outro, all of the editing of all of the audio, the summary, the show notes, all of those things. I think we budgeted about $100 for the first show, and it ended up costing us way more than that, mostly because I just didn't know, you know, it was much oh, more it's involved. time. Oh, it my wasn't. God. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, mean, and I was charging my hourly rate at that. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it really took me, you know, two and a half hours to get that first episode done. But yeah, that's where it all began. How many times did you record it? Once. Oh, good. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Cause I know I, I used to sit and go, no, that's not what I want to yeah. say. No, that. And now I don't really care if there's a flub up. I don't care nope. if I can't find a word. I think it's more genuine that way. And, you know, I think that's pretty interesting. I actually did a podcast with me having my headphones, not our earpieces like this, mm -hmm. but headphones. I had one in one ear. I had my guest in the other ear. We were sitting really close to each other. We had it connected to my phone and we recorded a voice recording. And this was before you had video in mm -hmm. on podcasting, right? So it's just like that. We're sitting there. Oh, so that's really cool and sharing. And it was pretty funny. Okay. So you guys started doing this. Now you're doing it together. So for you, you don't really need a guest all the time because you're doing, well, I would consider it a monologue. I do a couple of monologues, but you're doing a monologue together. Have you ever done one just by yourself or have you always I do not. So, done your ch chatting together? So philosophically, I'm not a huge fan of what we refer to as solo casting. Unless you are a professional actor or you're 1200 episodes in, I think you could pull it off. Now, could I pull it off? I could, but our audience expects it to be a conversation. So what we yeah. do is we call it an interview conversation style based format. So that's what we do not only for our podcast, but what we do for our clients. 
I have to digress very quickly because you said something that's so funny. One of the first people that we interviewed was these two coaches in financial services, and we were doing it on Skype, Jen. And I was like, okay, hey, I'd like to be able to see you guys during this. And like, well, you can't see us. Well, no. And I'm like, well, why won't you share your camera? I've known these ladies for a really long time. Like, yeah. we're friends. And they're like, well, because I'm sitting in a closet with a towel over my head. I was like, what are you doing that for? Trying to get the noise. That's exactly what it was. Right. They were concerned about echo and noise. And I'm like, guys, this is really in that level of quality podcast here. But if you have the right microphone, John, you don't even have to worry about any yeah. of that stuff. And that's one of the big issues, I've, and especially in our industry, our industry, people overspend on that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, they buy the Rodecaster Pro and they buy a $5,000 microphone and all these lighting oh, and things it's and all hang of this. And yeah, the lights in the front, everything's no. got to be perfect. Yeah. You don't need any of that. No, you know, and I'm standing in a bay window, a bay window. So everything here is just natural light, right? I, and then I got this little guy here, which I've had forever. I carry him with me when I go places. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I find that very interesting because this is the thing that holds people back from yes. starting a podcast. And I, I will tell you, you know, because I am a coach and I coach people and there's a few that want to do a podcast and they're like, well, what's the name of the this and the name of the that? And I, I'm waiting to get all my equipment. And once I have all my equipment, then I'll start doing it. And it's just a matter of doing it. You know, Les Brown says this, you have to start to get be great. You don't have to be great to start. And this microphone here, sister, Yeah. this is the Samson Q2U USB microphone. It is a directional condenser microphone, $59. You will never need to replace this microphone, ever. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But I see you're using a Yeti as well, right? Uh, no, actually, so I actually, I have a very different mic setup, and part of it is because the Yeti works well with your voice, right? Yeah. Uh, the Yeti does not work well with mine. So yeah, I actually have, have a-, a voice though. Well, it's partially the mic, my friend. So I have, so this is a Shure SM58. It's probably the most famous, one of the most famous microphones ever. I mean, this is what yeah. all rock stars use, basically. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah. I got, you like hit somebody over the head with this thing, it weighs like five pounds. But that's the mic I grew up on. And yeah. so this is the mic that I use. I have, I actually have a mixing board, mostly so that I can control people's volume. Yeah. I don't have any filters on it. But yeah, you don't that's have more to... advanced. Oh, that's more advanced. It is. Yeah, because I'm listening to you from my computer. I could put my headset in my headset, but I actually have problems with mine on my computer. So okay. I have given up on, you know, putting little earbuds in and, and that kind of thing and just gone to this. And so there's a little echoey, but you're all hearing, you're all hearing what yeah. we're talking about. And so I have monitors here, but yeah. they, you can't use Bluetooth at all when you're, I just, I want to say that aloud. Please use a corded microphone. Yes. Don't because there's a delay and especially and that gets very annoying for guests from an editing perspective. It's not as easy, yeah. but a plug and play microphone is what you need yeah. to start. So if someone's listening and they're saying, you know, hey, I want to start a podcast, you know, let's kind of walk them through just a few high level things. Sure. We talked about, you know, some technology. It really honestly, people listen, I started mine with an earphone and a phone and I went into my closet because it was quiet there and that's where I recorded. And I didn't have to do video or anything like that way back then. So that's good. But that's how I started. All the episodes were just recorded on my cell phone. So if that's all you do, that's all you do. You know, totally just fine. do something. People's your perspective, because you're really an expert at this, gives people your perspective on what are the topics? How do I find my guests? You know, what I'm trying to think of all the things that I had questions on way back then. Like, what are my topics? What are my guests? What should I name it? How do I get the little, it's called an album cover, but how do I get the album cover? What's this intro and outro thingy and who can do that? And do I have to learn how to do that? Can I hire someone? 
give us some high level thoughts on people that are just starting out, what you would recommend that they do and don't do. Wonderful. So step number one is you really should come up with the philosophy of the show, not the name of the show, the philosophy of the show. And what that means is who are you talking to exactly? Mm -hmm. And Jen, you and I talked about this when you were on our podcast is that it has to be very, very focused. Podcasting is not meant to be general. It's meant to be hyper niche focused, right? And so if you want to talk about fishing in northern Michigan using a bait casting rod on a flat bottom boat, that's a podcast because you know what? There are people who are going to look for that and find yeah. it. So be yeah. as focused as you can. So that's step number one. Step number two, try to come up with your first 12 topics before you ever hit record. Yeah. And everybody wants to know your story. And I get pushback on this still, Jen. We've done thousands of podcasts and people still say, no, I don't want to do this, but you need to. Your first two or three podcasts really need to be about you because Absolutely. somebody comes in right at episode 4,000 and they're going to go back and say, oh my God, I get to know who this Jen lady is. I want to know her story. Ha -ha. And then all of a sudden, then they binge listen to your show and all of your numbers go up. So that's number two, come up with yeah. the 12 topics. Your first three need to be really, who are you? What do you do? And what makes you unique? Yeah, I love that because both of my podcasts have that in it. Why am I doing this podcast? Who am I? What's my story? Some of my philosophy, you know, why I felt it was important to do, you know, like this one, this particular podcast was, I was making a transition and I was going, what now, what do I do? Now, what do I do? And I'm done being in lending. Now, what do I do? And that's where it's like, what is life after breaking through all these glass ceilings? And it wasn't just financial, it was everything, right? And then, you know, my identity was being successful in the mortgage business, but I was moving and shifting to wanting, you know, to be significant and make an impact. So it was everything from there. And that's philosophy. That's philosophy. And then the name came in, you know, and yes, it's a long, long name, but I always call it success to significant. In fact, I call it S2S <laughs> most of the time. Okay. So I love that. I love, you got to have those 12 and, but explain the reason why, cause I know the reason why, but explain the reason why you have to have the 12, because this is why there are failures in pod. Absolutely. It's, it's <laughs> called pod fade, right? Yep. And so pod fade happens as people in, in fact, in Google, there's 2 million podcasts listed and about 700,000 active podcasts, yeah. which and means active that is so that means that they're constantly producing and syndicating on a monthly basis, new content. So that's what that means. Yeah. And I think that's over a period of 90 days, 60 or 90 days, right? So if you don't do, you've got to have those 12 so that you get that jump. Now, here's the other thing about the 12 that I want you to talk about too. Do you release the 12 all at one time? Do you spread it out? Do you do a hybrid? That's a, there are a lot of levels to that question. Mm -hmm. And so we for expert based podcasts like what you have here, we aren't fan of seasons. Yeah. Right? So what happens is it's like a you know television season on Netflix. They release right. all of them at once. But we do want you to have a launch strategy. So we recommend three to four podcasts syndicated in the can, which means that they're recorded and produced and all of that stuff. They're in your syndication network, Podbean, Blueberry, Libsyn, whatever you're using. And then you basically go live and you splash the world telling everybody and your sister about the podcast. So yeah. that's really, really important. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to something else that I want to talk about. And this is, and I don't want to talk about editing. <laughs> I definitely want to, I've been through a lot of gyrations of editing. I now know, you know, I don't do any of it. None. Zip, I don't either. Zilch, none. Yeah. 
none. We just talk and I let them know, hey, somebody sneezed. You got to edit at some point and otherwise forget it. So, but I do want to talk about guests because this is something that one of my clients is challenged with. And, you know, I'm helping her through this because, you know, I have the benefit. I'm an international speaker. I'm on a lot of stages. And so, so are other speakers at the same time. And if I really like them, I go up I would like you on my podcast. I'd like you on my podcast, right? So it's super easy for me to get guests on my podcast, but there are challenges for people. What has been in your experience, the best tool for you when you first started to get guests on your show? Now you coach this, I am sure, uh, but you all should have a hot list, right? So that hot list of prospects or hot list of networks or hot list of whatever, you need the same thing with, with podcasting. I created a hot list right when Kirk and I first started. And I'm at about 75% uh, because I had focus, right, Jen? That's the thing. And that's where people fall down is they're like, well, I'm just going to cast this wide net. No, no, no. Right. So no matter what industry you're in, you have centers of influence, you have referral partners, right? You have local celebrities. You've got people like Jen, who, by the way, is a great person to be on your podcast. Just saying you were freaking (laughs) awesome. It was so much fun interviewing you. And then what ends up happening That's because we're both from Michigan. Well, that's true. It does help a lot. Um, (laughs) But what happens is, is once you get a core group of, I don't know, five to 10 guests on your show, then you just, you keep farming those people and not to get them back on your show, but they're going to know people. In fact, I've got a group on LinkedIn of uh, four different people who they all do like a be your own loud sort of podcast. And if we have a great guest, we put that person's name in there and say, Hey, you all should interview this person. That's how you and I met. So let's pull the reins back a little bit because Jerome Myers, who's a friend of yours and a friend of mine, introduced us together. You have been a guest on his show. He's been a guest on my show. He sung your praises. Jen didn't have to sell herself at all. I'm like, okay, you're a friend of Jerome's, you're in, right? And so that's the sort of stuff that happens and you start gaining momentum. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. And, And that's what will happen after this podcast for you, for example. You'll get an email that says, hey, you know, if I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast, we love having you as a podcast. Is there another right. client or another person you've interviewed on your podcast or another show you've been on that you feel I should be connected with and do a swap? Is there another show that you think I would be a good guest on? You know, just making sure I call it the dot, dot, dot method. Yeah. Right. You don't just do a podcast. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you have that dot, dot, dot method of continuing to expand it. And when you're out gallivanting and you're meeting people, you should be thinking, ooh, they could be a great person on this show, yes. right? What do they have to deliver to this show? And I think that's really powerful. So mm-hmm. let's move into one other aspect here, and that <laughs> is making money, making money on a podcast. Now, this, I think, you know, for me, I think what's happened with books has now transcended into podcasts, you know, because people mm-hmm. used to say all the time, you're not going to make any money writing the book. It's what you do because you wrote the book. So you're not going to make any money podcasting, but it's what you're going to get as a result of podcasting. Let's talk about the myth behind that, perhaps, right? Oh, it's such a myth I have to deal with so often. Uh, So people, when they talk about monetization of their podcast, they think that they're going to hit these astronomical numbers and sponsors are going to want to come in and pay you an obscene amount of money to be on, put commercials on your show. Don't ever do that ever, ever, ever. And there's two reasons why. Number one, it ain't going to happen because unless you are literally a celebrity, the numbers you have to reach, which is five, 50 to 100,000 downloads per show, yeah. if you aren't hitting those numbers, you are not making any money. And then number two, 
you lose control. Now, I don't know about you, but I actually like having editorial control over my shows. I have a team that helps. And if I mess up, they tell me. But here's how you monetize your show. If you're an expert, you are going to have, we call it the perfect podcast for me. Entertainment, storytelling, education, call to action. Every podcast has to have those four things. Yeah. So you tell the story, people see themselves in the story, they already envision themselves as a client. Number two, everybody listens to a podcast 68%, listen to a podcast to learn something. You need to be good, right? Which is something I think a lot of people don't address is we have an entire coaching program on how to be great behind the microphone. But then the last thing is call to action. So somebody invests 27 minutes of time with you. It's okay. Ask them to do something. If you've been giving for 27 minutes, ask them to do something, buy your product, go to your website, set up a consultation. I don't care what it is, but that's where you make money. The podcast is the vehicle in which, and Jen, full disclosure, Kirk and I are on a run rate to do 3 million in production. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Congratulations. I wish I had a little applause thing. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Five years. And it's all because of the 350 episodes that he and I have done, because all we're doing is giving stuff away. In fact, I say all the time, I don't sell anymore. I don't close anymore. I don't overcome objections. I literally answer questions when people are ready to buy because they know who we are. They know what we do. And even better, they feel it an actual connection with my entire team. And it's not just me, but it's everybody on the Proudmouth family. And all of the sudden people are like, well, you're the podcast guy. So why we go with you? That's exactly who we are. And we've been working at positioning ourselves. And it doesn't matter what you sell, who you are, or what you do. You can utilize this vehicle, we believe, as one of your most powerful marketing tools. Yeah. And I think no matter what you do in your business. So if you are, for example, in financial services, yes. right, thinking, oh, there's nothing for me to sell. Yes, there is. There's your time. Mm-hmm. You can sell a strategy session, you know, to talk to someone. You can sell a PDF. I mean, not sell, but give away a PDF, you know, that says the five mistakes people make when they do this, that, and the other. And it just engages people with you and allows for them to see the other side of you. And then the curiosity comes in and that allows for them to take the next step to invest with you if that's what they're doing, you know? Well, it's top of funnel, right? And I think that's really important. So podcasting is top of funnel. Your call to action brings them to the middle of the funnel. And then you have whatever those value add relationship building things to do your bottom funnel. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I'm so proud of you and not that I need to be, but I'm so proud. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so proud of you at making such a success of, of this podcast. And I want to just leave with one question to you. And that is, you know, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is listening to this podcast called, again, Success to Significance, Everything in Between, and then Life After Breaking Through um, Glass Ceilings. And especially in these times when so many people are making transitions, you know, wondering if they should go back to their job, wondering if they should be podcasting as an add-on to whatever they're doing. What one piece of advice would you give to them? Use Fiverr. This is probably not where you thought I was going to go. No, no, I didn't at all. I I thought it was going to be more mindset. No, because, (laughs) but it is a mindset shift. And and so the reason why I recommend that, and it's F-I-V-E-R-R, I do not work for them, nor am I paid or have an affiliate with them. I just freaking love them. Because all of the stuff that Jen said, you need to have the cover art, the album cover. You need to have the intro, outro. You need to have your podcast, you know, edited, all of that stuff. It can all be outsourced. So that's the mindset that I want you to think of. You have to calculate your hourly rate and you have to firmly believe that hourly rate because a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, we did everything. I did Kirk and I and Lisa, the three core people of our company, we literally did everything. Now we've got a team of 27, right? And so 
you have to think, is this a good use of my time? And Jen, I know you coach on this all the time because that is where you make that next leap. It might feel like a little bit of a step back because there's cost involved with outsourcing, but it is so much better for you to stay in your lane and stay focused. And there will be a time where you're like, okay, I think I can do that. When you feel that, I think I can do it, just freaking do it. Outsource it, hire somebody else to do the things that you are not that good at, nor should you be spending time getting great at so that you can focus on what really makes you unique and different. Yeah. And whatever that is, that's the your The hedgehog theory, right? The hedgehog theory. Do what you're excellent at, do what you love and do what makes financial sense. And, you know, I mean, to your point, and that is so critical, you know, I know when you can go back into my podcast for Mortgage Lending Mastery and find that I released a whole bunch of them at once, and then it would go two or three weeks because I had to find the time to do all the editing yeah. and all this stuff. And I did use Fiverr to marry it, but then I had to upload it and write the notes and this, that, and the other. And that's where people fail in doing this is they don't realize that it's worth its weight in gold to have someone do that right from the get-go. It truly is. And it's not taxing. It's not difficult, but it's time-consuming. Yes. That's the key that you want you know, to think about in that. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I love Fiverr. I just had them do another logo for me today. <laughs> so I absolutely love that. And they did all the voiceovers and everything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So happy for you. So proud of you. Just excited that I know someone like you and I appreciate you so much coming on to this podcast today and sharing your wisdom with those that are trying to make that transition and break through those ceilings. This is an excellent way for them to consider doing that. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. Oh, you didn't have to tip your hat. And for those of you, again, listening, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. The 27 minutes, as he's saying, I think we're a little longer than that, but Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And please don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Jen Duplessis. You can just simply go there. And one last thing, don't forget to write a review and give us a great five-star rating and make a comment about what Matt said and how it changed your life and how it impacted you. We love watching and listening and looking at those reviews so that we know what to provide you in the future. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.